This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. As we're now in the uh, slicha season, it's kedai to spend some time going through some of the halachas pertaining to slichas. <clears throat> so first of all, um, it's machoikis, two opinions in Shulchan Aruch, whether or not you have to say berchas before you recite psukim, but not for the purpose of learning. Let's say, for example, slichas. When you recite psukim, and no one's thinking of learning, we're thinking of just reciting slichas. So the accepted practice, quoted by the Matafrayim, Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, and others, is that a person should try to say berchas before he says slichas. So in your morning preparation, you should try to also say berchas before you come to slichas. Meikar Adin, I haven't seen it brought down anywhere, the only person who needs to wear talas during slichas is the Baal That's based on the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, because Baruch Hu showed Maishu Abenu that he was wrapped in a talas. So there's a big emphasis on the Baal wearing a talas, and it's brought down, he should have it wrapped on his head. But I haven't yet seen any real source that the, that the, the members of the shul have to wear talas and tefillin. So I don't think Meikar Adin, one would have to wear his talas and tefillin for slichas. Some people do, some people don't. Depends how early you show up to shul. But Meikar Adin, there's no Hakpada as far as I know of. But it's too early? Okay, not an issue for us. But, uh, what? To, right, okay, so some days. But uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not aware of any halachic reason why you would have to have it. But some people do it. But Meikar Adin, the only one that really has to have the talus is the Shleach Tzibor. Uh, many Achorinim point out that Slichus... Because no one was having chakras yesterday, last night. Because no one was having chakras last night. Okay. Yeah, but chakras, everybody says you have to put on your bows and pillows. Right. Why should tomorrow morning be different than last night? For slichas. I'm talking about for slichas. Some people... Why is tomorrow morning... It's not different. That's exactly what I'm pointing out to you. There's no din that you need to wear slichas. You need to wear your towels and fill them for slichas. Why do people do it? Because it's convenient. They're going to have chakras right afterwards, so they put it on before. There's no obligation as far as I know that you have to wear... Um, many people point out that the recitation of slichas is, should be focused on what you're saying. And that's why many places actually say less slichas and have more concentration. When I was uh, in elementary school, I went to Chaim Berlin. So in Chaim Berlin, they have a practice that they only say one pismay. That's all they say. They don't say the rest of it. They say one pismay, and then the shmakaleinu, and the vidu, and they're done. Very short version of slichas. I'm not sure where that tradition came from, but it was a nice tradition when I was a kid at least. We had a much faster slichas. But the idea of it is not so far-fetched. I, the idea would be that the more you say, it starts to lose meaning. And the Birke of the Chidah writes a very important idea. The Chidah writes that it's very, very bad. It's very detrimental. He calls it Aser to say the Yedgimel Midas if you don't have Kavan. Mamish, one of the main things that we say in the Slichas is the Yedgimel Midas over, over, Hashem, Hashem, Karach, Lechanan. And he writes that it's not correct that people say Yedgimel Midas and they don't have Kavan. So it's, uh, it's always a question of... Uh, Quantity or quality when it comes to the slichas. We start off the slichas with ashray. And the only reason why we start off the slichas with ashray is really so we can get to the Kaddish afterwards. We want to have a Kaddish. So that's why many Pais can write. If let's say, for example, you show up late and you're uh, catching up. So you don't have to say ashray. The ashray was just to get the tzibur together, to say psukim together. So now the tzibur can say a Kaddish. So therefore, if you're diving the or you're running late, you make red in, you don't have to say the Ashray. What you should do is you should at least start from Lucha Hashem Atstako. And according to some place, if you're really late, you should just jump into the Pismoin that the people are saying and catch up to where they are up to. 
Meikar Adin, you have to have a meaning together when you say Ashrei, because that was the purpose. The purpose was that the Tzibur should say together Sokim, and then the Tzibur should have a Kaddish. So you really should start Ashrei together with the Minyan in order to say the Kaddish uh, afterwards. Sometimes you can't wait for the Ashrei because the time is ticking away, people have places to go. So then we start the Slichus without saying the Kaddish. Then the Allah is, as soon as we have the Minyan together, we should recite three Psukim, and at the close of those three Psukim, we should say the Kaddish, and this way we're able to get the Kaddish uh, in the beginning of the of the slichas. <coughs> Interestingly enough, maybe this will uh, hopefully won't happen here. But let's say, for example, you have a minyan mitzumtzum. So you start off the minyan, you start off slichas with a minyan. By the time you get to the end, uh, you lose your minyan. Someone has a tzala call, something of uh, urgency. So the halach is as long as you started slichas with a minyan, so that you can say the kaddish afterwards, even though you don't have a minyan. Like we have in other areas in halach, as long as you started the dover with the minion, so you can conclude with the, without the minion. So if we started the minion with ten, and then some guy had to leave, so you could still say Kaddish, even though now you're only down to nine people. The Matafraim writes, the Lechadchila person should... Correct, right, right, correct. You go through the whole Slichas, right? Reb, um, the Matafraim brings down a practice that Lechadchila, one should stand for all of the Slichas, not just for the Vidoy and for the Yud Gimel Midas, if he can person has back problems, knee problems, this problem, so then obviously he could sit for the rest of the slichas, but what the mandatory parts of standing is the vidu. Vidu has to be done by mida, and the yidgimu midas. Yidgimu midas is a dovah shebektusha, that's like kaddish and kdusha, a person has to stand for that. Honestly, you don't really have to stand when the urn is open. We have a practice to stand when the urn is open. I always mention this before Yom Kippur, especially during the Elah, when people are ready shvach, and they're the last uh, ounce of energy they're using to stand, I don't think that's a good idea. Because Meikar Adin, you don't have to stand when the Aron Kaddish is open. That's only a, a covered Atayra thing. Meikar Adin, you only have to stand when the Sefer Torah is moving or not in its place. When the Sefer Torah is munach bim koima in the Aron, Meikar Adin, you don't have to stand. So we do. We do it out covered Atayra. Um, sometimes throughout the Slichas, we open the Sefer Torah, we open the Aron, other communities have other different practices, but Meikar Adin, you don't have to stand for that. But you have to stand for the Gimomitis, and you have to also stand for the Vidur. Someone asked me today, why don't women go to Slichas? Good question. Why don't women go to Slichas? So, okay, we go through this every year. Okay, good. You tell me this last year also. The year before also, I remember. You told me, you know, women used to go to Slichas. Okay. So, why don't women go to Slichas? So, it's actually interesting. If you take a look in Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch, it's in Peiches. Um, in Peiches, I think it's Peiches, the Mechabit talks about a lady... Uh, reading from a Sefer Torah, or what, she's a Nida, going to Shul and she's a Nida. So the Magnav Ram writes over there, there used to be a practice that women used to go to Shul in what he calls Yom Meroyim. He doesn't mean Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, he means during Slichas. used to be that this week women used to go to Shul to recite the Slichas. Today that's not the common practice, why not? So some people want to suggest that the reason is because it used to be that the Shuls were very far out, they were in the middle of the field, it wasn't safe for the women to go out at 5 o'clock or 5.30 in the morning to uh, say slichas. The simple answer is because if the men are at slichas and the women are at slichas, who's getting the kids ready for work, for school and getting to the bus and uh, all that. So the accepted practice is women don't recite slichas, even though all the reasons for slichas should apply to women. And even what's more interesting to me, I saw this quote from Rishmo Kamenetsky, they don't even say biyachidus. I don't know why a girl can't say slichas in herself. Let her say it at home. The same way she davens at home, let her say slichas at home. But for some reason, it just hasn't become the practice today that the girl... But there was a time in history, many, many women come for last night's slichas, especially if you have a kumzitz and it's an event, so then the women definitely come. But in the footnote, in the, the Sefer written by, by, by Rabbi Kleiman, he writes that Rabbi Yaakov Warsheimer says that in Lakewood, it's very popular that the women come for the Matzah Shabbat slichas. Okay. 
we had some women here also last night. So that the women do come for. But the rest of the week of slichas is usually not so well attended by the women. What about the kid? It's <laughs> true. Usually a shortage of space. What about the kids? So the assumption is we're not waking up the kids at 5.30 in the morning to wake them up. The stipler has a list of days for slichas when he used to wake up the kids early. He has a cheshman. I forgot it. I think Arab Rosh Hashanah he'd wake them up for Yid Gimel. He had all cheshman of which days he'd wake the kids up early. So we spoke about that last week. Some people do slichas before Menachem, right? That's why Vajra writes for the Svardim. Let's say a person is a slow slichas reciter and he's behind the game and they're already ahead. So the Paiskim right, you should skip ahead to make sure you're saying Tachanun with the Tzibor. There's an emphasis to say Tachanun together. So since you're going to say Tachanun, you should skip ahead and say Tachanun with them and then you don't have to go back and catch up what you missed. The way we have it printed in our uh, slichas, we say uh, Avidu three times. We say Hashamnu three times. So the Vilna Goyen and the Arizal, not too many times they're on the same team, but the Vilna Goyen and the Arizal both were against the three-time recitation of Vida. They thought it's too much, because after a while it doesn't have any meaning. It just becomes like you're shooting out words. Vida is not a tila. Vida, Vida is a process. You mean that what you're saying and you're expressing regret and remorse. So they thought that it's not Kedai to say it so many times. They only say it once. When I was in Yeshiva, they used to put up a little sign. The sign read, the grow hell to say only Vida once. I'm not sure if that meant that's yeshiva's practice or not, but that was the practice I always took because uh, I thought it made a lot of sense. Because after a while, it loses the meaning, so I only say it. Uh, I only say it once. The Ramah brings down a practice that whoever davens the slichas davens for the yomid. The Ramah brings down such a practice. He says, "Yesh mikayim." In some communities, there was a meaning that whoever said the slichas, he davened all the tefillas. So as Machoikis, what does that mean? All the tefillas. So one version means that he davens. Let's say, for example, whoever daven slichas tomorrow morning would daven tomorrow shachris and daven tomorrow mincha. And some say either he would daven mayrif tonight or some say he would daven mayrif tomorrow night. Different versions of how to understand that. This has not become widely accepted. What do they do on Wednesday night? They keep that. There you go. Which tefillas? Shachris, mincha? The mayrif which way? The mayrif before. Right. It makes more sense. One of the reasons, it's, it's, uh, it's hard, this whole halacha needs a lot of explanation. What exactly does the slichas have to do with davening? So Rabbi Salvechik used to use this halacha as a raya, we mentioned this a little bit last night, that the purpose of slichas is to enhance your davening. Meaning slichas is connect, directly connected to davening. Right? The Pais can say the reason why you, the one who says slichas davens, is because we tell the fellow, you started the mitzvah, now go finish the mitzvah. What do you mean, finish the mitzvah? It's a separate mitzvah. Slichas is slichas and davening is davening. So people want to say, you see from here that slichas is a heksha for the tefillah. Why has this halacha not been so popularly used today? So the simple answer is, because people daven in so many different shuls. No one davens in the same shul. You daven shach was here, menachah here, mayrav here. Everyone jumps around, so no one davens in the same shul. They bring down another reason. The other reason they say is uh, two other reasons for this minute. One reason for this minute was, was that it used to be whoever says the slichas used to uh, fast. The Baal Slichas used to fast. So they figured, once he's fasting, let him down for the Yom. Instead of, I mean, we have a faster in, in, in the shul already. He's fasting. He has that Kedusha. So let him down for the Yom also. So today, since no one's fasting, that's why a lot of people don't keep this practice. The other shot they say, is that it used to not be such an honorable position to say the Slichas. So in order to give him more covet, like we do with Maftir, and Avtaira, to give him something extra, so we'd give him Shachris or Mincha as well. Today, that's not the case. So many places don't keep this uh, practice. There is another practice brought down by quite a few, Magna Avram and others, that on the first day of Slichas, many people used to fast today. I don't know how many people fasted today, but it was a pretty accepted practice. And on the first day of Slichas, opening day of Slichas, people used to fast. 
They were not big fasters. The Chayodim already writes, and he lived in the 1700s. He writes that it's uh, late 1700s. He writes it's very hard for us to fast. We all know we're not ourselves on a fast day. Mm-hmm. Definitely we're not going to learn as much if we're on a fast. So the accepted practice today is we barely fast the days we have to. But it was used to be, historically speaking, this was a very, very big day when people used to fast. The last thing is, could I mention that when a person recites the Yomidus, the Mishnabura points this out, he's supposed to say, Vayikro B'Shem, and there's a comma there. Vayikro B'Shem Hashem. A lot of people blow through the stop sign over there. The Mishnabura writes, there's a comma over there. Vayikro B'Shem, a small pause, and then you say, Hashem Hashem. We're not going to get to it tonight. Maybe we'll talk about it at a different time. Many people don't say the, the Pizma in Machnisei Rachamim. Achnisi Racham, even though I think MBD turned it into a very fancy song, but there's much controversy with the Maral and the Chassam Soifer about whether or not we should say this capital. What's the controversy? Because we generally don't talk to Malachim. We don't ask Malachim for any favors. We don't talk to them. We don't need them. We don't use them. They're not part of our, uh, our system. So here, Machnisi Racham, we're basically asking the Malachim. So that's a little bit of a controversial background. So what a lot of people do is when they're behind in Slichas, they skip that part. That's the, that's the thing they skip because anyways it's a Shiloh should you say it and they're behind and they want to catch up to the Tzibur so some people have a practice to skip it but maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it it's controversy and it's how it connects to Shalom Aleichem because the same controversy exists in the recitation of Shalom Aleichem which many people say Friday night the same controversy comes up in some of the stanzas that are found in the Shalom Aleichem